0: is sky blues extra
2: hello and a warm welcome to this week's edition of the sky blues extra podcast in association with the sky blue tavern it's the gruesome two twosome back behind the wheel this week of course it's me dean atkinson and ross cooper lovely to have you with me ross
1: oh it's great the the, the dream duo is back give the yeah. people
2: what they want that's yeah what, that's <laughs> what i keep saying to wardy and the gang and here we are we've both right back on this week of all weeks by the way
1: well, well yeah exactly and uh i i had um was obviously up in newcastle for a stagger and i had fans commentary fans coming up and going over you're you're from the sky extra podcast so you and dino doing the pod i said yeah it's your lucky day honestly tomorrow <laughs> <while I was laughs> the stars of line they're, they're aligned so hopefully that fan who i bumped into in newcastle i hope you enjoy the podcast uh big
2: shout out to that person did you get their name
1: i i you I was f- quite, you forgot was, you there was quite a dump. few many beers, you know, yeah. but but no, a sound guy and he's a, he's a big fan of the podcast. So, yeah, no, big, big shout out to that guy.
2: That's lovely to hear. Now, it's been a chaotic week and I'm not just talking about the PUSB hashtag on Twitter. <laughs> so much has seemed to happen, hasn't it? And everyone seems to be utterly depressed about the whole sorry situation at the moment. But we'll do our best here on the podcast to do- dissect as much as we can. So, shut yourselves in. This could be a long one, or it might also be a very short one, depending on if we get bored talking about it. Uh, Ross, where would you like to start? Because I've got some bullet points of you know things we need to talk about this evening, so we can go in any order you like. So let's right. hit, here you go. Take your pick. So we go with the match reviews for Preston and Norwich, which you know I'm I'm already annoyed at certain situations in both those games. Yeah, we can talk about the transfer window shutting and obviously the state of the squad um we can also talk about the club update that was released by dave Boddy and yep. co in the week or we can talk about west brom on on saturday which i think we'll leave to the end it's natural yes. isn't it to, to
1: sort of leave it on yeah. to the end so how do you want how do you want to do this all oh, right i don't know i mean like you said so i feel like a lot of these things intertwine they're all depressing, but they, they all but they all link you know in some in some way you know i feel like maybe, i mean maybe, maybe we start with you know we it's the first podcast since we've had our finally had a home game. Okay. You know Maybe yeah, we we'll start yeah. with Wednesday night. All right, um, let's start with
2: that then. Preston at the CBS first home game of the season, much anticipated first home game of the season. I don't think anybody anticipated the lineup though, Ross. Four changes: Wilson in, Eccles, Waghorn, and Doyle.
1: Surprising. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was feeling really com- like I was feeling pretty good for the game. To be fair. Um, and I was in uh in, in Pizza Hut by the arena and I was just about to go to the refillable drinks and uh and then I genuinely almost dropped my glass. I, I was What was a drink of choice? Pepsi Max Lime. Oh right. Lime.
2: Oh, they got yeah, one of those core cool ones you, where yeah, you can yeah, put yeah, different yeah, flavours yeah. in. Oh, they're um, really up in the ante at Pizza, aren't they?
1: They are. And uh it was a bit of a rush actually, <laughs> to be fair, to then get through the turnstile um uh, in time. But I digress and basically the, the team came out and I was as shocked uh, as probably everybody was um the only way I can describe it is sometimes with with yourself and other mates of cop fans I, I like will send jokey sort of lineup sort of thinking you know and I love to sort of say oh what would your reaction be if this is the lineup and I'll put up a lineup which I know it would never be but it would be like something players here you go what and I I do not kid you the line which I saw was literally one of like the bantry line-ups that, that I send round. Waghorn starting, would never have thought that. Well, it's mad because Joey Taylor did the same thing
2: to me on Twitter. He's like, oh, Wilson, Eccles, Dolan, Waghorn, all starting tonight. I was like, come on, mate.
1: Come off it. <laughs> and there we were. It was... Uh, but the team was, um, was... It was bizarre, wasn't it? Uh, and, uh, again, this will go into the Norwich thing as well. But, like, I find it even more bizarre when after the whole game when it was about like right it's now about building momentum because we've been playing one game every two weeks but now we've actually got a game three days later here we go we can build up some momentum and we build momentum as robin's keep telling us by playing matches so then when i saw the four changes i was taken aback because i just thought that just flies in the face of the whole idea of playing games and building momentum um I and mean, we know Hamer obviously it was disciplinary reasons. It was
2: you know, the reason why he wasn't playing was because of that. And, you know, from what we hear, Dabo was also disciplinary reasons why he didn't start as well. So, you know What
1: disciplinary reasons as in what on the on the pitch, just sort of yellow cards or, or I think just... it
2: was more down to the fact that there was a conversation had after the game. Wasn't really happy with Dabo's performance on Saturday, which, to be fair, he had a point after the whole game? Yeah, so yeah. I don't begrudge Pete. Like I don't begrudge Matt Robbins doing that, but on the same hand, we need to get points on the board. You play your best team, and Dabo's part of that. And Hamer, for you know, he's one of our best players, so yeah. he has to play regardless of what's happened,
1: to, to especially me, at home. Exactly at home, where you want to sort of take the game to the opposition. To me, I didn't. I wasn't surprised that Hamer didn't come back in because you know, by all accounts, Adam played all right against Hull and I thought well he's only just coming back that one I didn't expect him to start to be fair was obviously not expecting Waghorn to start <laughs> you know when you know Palmer had started and played an hour against Hull you are thinking again you know and with encouraging signs and again that you you, know, you think okay let's get more minutes in him Eccles again that, that that had me scratching the head and then Doyle as well you know that was
2: that um, was a big that was a big shock I think because of how well Panzo's you know bedding himself into
1: this team well, exactly and I was looking forward to seeing him uh, Panzo and you know we'll get on to sort of individuals in, in in the Preston game but I didn't think Doyle did you know too badly he's obviously a young lad and you can see that um, but uh, yeah the lineup just sapped i think a lot of people's <laughs> excitement for, sort of hope for the game because you're suddenly thinking it on the back wasn't strongest the strongest team of the back you know, it, like you say, you have you want to play your strongest team to pick up yeah. pick the points, and there's no way anyone can say that was our, you know, strongest, that, that team. Was our strongest team. Because, yeah. you know, Waggon was literally, you know, basically frozen out at the end of last season, couldn't, could, couldn't get on, couldn't get a game off the bench because, you know, his performances weren't up to standard. Then to see him starting, I was just, my mind was blown. In that um, 10
2: role again as well, because he's played in that role five or six times last season, and like you said, didn't cut the mustard at all. He just hasn't got the minerals for me in that position. He lacks energy. He lacks intelligence, really. You've got to be a certain level of intelligence in that ten roll. You've got to see the next pass before the ball yeah. comes to you. You've got to see the movement before you need to see the you collision,
1: make it. you know before anticipate the hit. You need to be uh, alive. And that number ten position is key to how we play with it like, we need that energy, and and yeah. he hasn't just hasn't got that same energy there. To be O-Hare fair, has.
2: for the one time he did show it, he hit the bar. Yeah, when he pushed forward and showed a little bit more of intent, but
1: you have got to do it over and over and over again. But everything's just everything. I felt <laughs> there was a lot more worse performances I thought than him. To be fair, but the, the thing that frustrated yeah. me the most there was. Uh, my, you know, my end of the first half, there was one where he's in the box. I'm thinking you got a good chance here, it. And he literally was doing nothing. All he was waiting for was someone to so he go down. Yeah. He just wanted to go down for a penalty. And then because yeah. he's so slow, the defender was literally able just to run alongside him, take the ball and run out. of thought, what are we doing? You know, mm. like, why are you not, w- w- why is your first thought? I'm going to wait for the collision here and try and get a penalty rather than put a cross in or get a shot off or, or, or something. Um, so, yeah, it was, I don't know, I felt really buzzing actually for the game because I sort of just felt like, you know, the stars were aligning, Preston a bit of a bogey side, they hadn't conceded a goal. I thought, well, you know, it, it, it's all there for us. You know, if we yeah. played a team I'd expected to go out there and create, you know, the first CBS moment of the season um, and pick up three points. But alas, that did not happen.
2: What did you think to Mark Robbins' comments about the crowd? Because I thought they are a little bit uncalled for, but also... On the on the flip side, I felt like the crowd were nervous after ten minutes, and that probably echoed on the pitch, and that's probably why Matt Roberts made the same they, they made those
1: comments. So my question would be because I missed the first five minutes because trying to get in because of the, the the turnstiles that was another farce, you know, um, they're not being opened up early enough, so just trying to get in was a joke. So I I don't know whether. There was there a, a C two out chant? Was there was there anything in the first five minutes? No, definitely a definitely chant.
2: No, there was no negative chant. Okay, for the first so... first twenty minutes, I would say. Then the groan started to happen, and then the only first C two out chant I was sort of I was block seventeen, so towards the corner, the naughty boys corner, and the first C two out chant I heard was in the second half, the song about the wasp, the council, the villa, and the you know, yeah. and the C two. But that only came maybe when Preston had a bit more more of a foothold of that that barrage after after time that we gave them. That's the only time
1: I can remember it like happening. Yeah, it was it was a bizarre comment uh, when when I heard it on the you know on the way back. I thought, wow, we've basically got eighteen thousand home fans. who have been starved of football, frustrated as Robins is as the players are. Um, eighteen thousand on a Wednesday night, and then the, the comment is about well, that needs to stop, you know. And I know Robbins hates, you know, the negative. Like, I remember the, the only other time he had a real pop was after Burton, the first year back in League One. And there was a load of, like, C swap chants around him in the dugout. And he came out and he did have a proper pop and said, look, this is not helpful. And I agree, it, it, it never helps on the pitch. But that's why I, I wanted to ask if I missed something in the first five minutes, because from my experience from Wednesday night, there was... There wasn't, there was an anxiety there. I agree that like, I felt, I think everyone was so anxious because we're chasing, we're, we're, we're bottom, we're chasing games, we're chasing points. But there's moans and groans at every single game up and down the, the country. You know, yeah. if, if every manager came out and sort of, you know, we're behind him. That's why there's record seasons ticket. you know, and some of the comments of like, we need to stick together. It's like, well, we are, it was 13 and season ticket holders because we back you. You're like our best manager. We love you. We want to support you. We want to support the team, but w- w- the team haven't delivered. And yeah, we can, yeah we talk about all the off the pitch issues, but the, the team hasn't delivered yet. You know, um, I don't th- think
2: it was as bad as he made out in regards to the crowd.
1: I don't think it was. I yeah I, I agree. I. <sighs> there, I was were the, there, there were the there were the
2: the the classic moans and groans. But that's because we're one 0 down and we didn't even look like we're going to get back in the match. Yeah. And it's inevitable that's going to happen with the moans and groans.
1: Well, he said, he said, it, you know, in his sort of talking about the, how good the fans were from Norwich. He said, you know, Wednesday was a little bit flat, but I felt like it's, it's flat because we're everyone's sort of anxious. So we were waiting to, I thought we were going to come out the traps and start, you know, really quick and then get us going, you know, yeah. but I thought it was the complete opposite. I, I thought, it felt slow didn't it i thought it, like it drained it, yeah everybody it drained any of that anticipation nervousness anxiety all of that just sort of got the excitement got sapped out leaving only that sort of constant nervousness of um, you know and I, I thought the first half was 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 pretty dire I, I i was waiting for them to score i it just without them being anything other you know they're just ordinary it, it yeah. just felt Then we had a little spell 10 minutes before half time and Bidwell had a couple of chances. Now, if one of those goes in, I think it has settled everybody down. Mm-hmm. The, the players, the crowd. Um, was there a sense of expectation there because of how good we have been at home? I think so. I think, I think there was. I think Preston are a dodgy team. We've got a terrible record against them. That didn't help. But also, our home form, I don't know, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I think on the perception is, yeah, our home form last year was really good. Yeah. Which is, it was it, to is, start it, is it clouded? Is
2: the, is the view yeah. clouded of how we ended the season pretty pretty poorly at home, to be fair.
1: Yeah. I think I saw a stat. I don't want to make it up, but it was it was, it was was pretty bad in terms of, like, the amount of home wins from our last 20 home games. We only won four. It's nine something.
2: wins in 40.
1: Nine wins in 40. If we take into account. No, last, last season. Last season.
2: Right. That's, I mean, I don't, oh, I hate when people say, like, they bring last season stats into this season because it's you know, chalk and cheese, really. But it's the same team. It's the same nucleus of the team. Not a lot of teams around us have really strengthened this season, so you kind of have to take into account
1: last season's form, really. Of course you do, and especially the home form. I think because you, you know, if you look back at the the last home games, defeat Huddersfield, defeat to Bournemouth before that, draws, you know, failing to get those wins against Blackburn and things. So the the home that fortress that we created with six wins on the bounce, like you say, I think that sort of papers over some of the cracks in terms of what the actual home form was actually like, you know, especially yeah. towards the back end of last season. So, yeah, those com- some of his comments were a bit odd. Um And I don't like the, I don't want, we don't want to start creating a us and them vibe, like a, a, any sort of divide again. You know, Robbins has worked so hard and the fans to get out, to, to, yeah. to be unified, you know, and be like last season closer than you'd ever believe. Like literally we'd, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd play poorly occasionally, but we, we were fully behind the team. And obviously with everything, you know, beyond our control and Robin's control has created this frustration. And I do agree with him. We want, we don't want the frustration to be taken out on the players or him, but I don't, I didn't necessarily think it was. I thought the frustrations were just, on that game within that ninety minutes, poor uh, you know, poor performances. I think that that was the frustration, really.
2: Yeah, and you know, for, for me, I don't, I don't really want to see like a sexy brand of football at the moment. I just want to see a bit of intent. I want to see a bit of fight, desire, determination. I just don't think we got that, and I, I think it's down to the game plan, Ross. For me, I, I said it to you after the game. Why are we, why are we throwing long balls into corners? When we're playing against three centre halves of so six foot four, six foot three, and six foot three, no wonder Matty Godden was, you know, on a wanted poster, you know, oh, yeah. missing missing persons poster, sorry, at the end of that game because he's he's got no chance playing up against that. And then those poor tactics, you know, we can see that from the stands, and that's where the moans and groans come come about. And I just don't want to, I don't want to see that. It kind of felt quite negative in a way of going against a Preston side who, for all intents and purposes,
1: are not very good. No, and I, I, I was shocked that they hadn't conceded. Do you know what I mean? I didn't look at them and go, oh, well, wow, they're like, like we, I thought they're halfway through the second half. We'd had those chances just before half time. We did hit the bar three times in yeah. that game. And I thought, well, this game's there. This game is really there to win, you know, yeah. it, like right now. We, we can go and win this game. <sighs> and obviously, yeah, we, we, we sort of didn't. And that sort of belief, well, we didn't play to our strength at all. Like you say, you know, like you say, long balls, Gordon is sort of in a graveyard shift. You know, like you say, what's he supposed to do? So then, as a result, he then doesn't have a good game because he's not been involved. Vic, I didn't think played, but didn't look. He hasn't yet. played well for the past three no. games. Let's let's um, let's be frank about it, and it's probably got something to do with the transfer window, which we'll get into. Yeah, um, but I just thought I thought there was a couple of I thought Bidwell. I, I, tr- I sort of trusted him. There's only a couple of people I felt
2: like I actually that left side trusted. did look that left side did look so much stronger.
1: I thought I thought Doran Bidwell linked really well. Yeah, and I think they could create a decent uh, understanding. I but I just felt like like last season I felt comfortable. Like you knew what we were going to do defensively with yeah. you know if it was Clark Clarkson or Rahim, you knew. And yes, we could make the odd mistake, but you sort of there'll be situations in the, the game where you'd be thinking, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to deal with that. I just felt like every time the ball came, maybe again, maybe it's just this anxiety about the fact that we're bottom and we're desperate for points, I, like sort of emphasises it. But I just th- kept thinking, we look like we're about to like make a mistake at any moment. We could we could do something kamikaze here.
2: No confidence in anyone else in the team. The players seem to like, that they lack confidence in the defensive line, which then push onto everybody else, if you understand yeah, what I'm saying there.
1: It's- pa- panicky. My biggest takeaway of that first half was, Alan in chief of midfield was just non-existent. And it was very, like, what we wanted is someone who, when the ball comes to the midfield, they'll put the foot on it, turn around and, you know, act like a Liam Kelly or, or someone who actually would just slow it down and show a bit of composure. And I was disappointed with Alan because there were so many times the ball would come to him and it felt like, Sunday League thing where you just like turn, like,
2: just kick it, get it out of his feet straight away. Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Get you get a touch. Like. And you're a
1: better player, and you're a good player. You, I know you're capable of being able to take a touch, turn, and, and uh, so that was a big problem. And I, I felt like it felt like how many times in that first half we'd get in a half decent sort of position, um, if, if it felt like everything was so desperate, like we were trying so too hard with every pass, and Wagon would point. Be like, this is where I want it. Then he would go to make the run stop. The ball would get played, and he just didn't run. And then it yeah. was like everything was behind.
0: <laughs> you no know, cohesion
1: there. There was no. Any, it was like players. Yeah, we looked like a team who had never played together before. It was so
2: frustrating. And for me, like I know we didn't play well, but I don't think it was a overall bad performance. It was more of a bad result. I think on, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we we did have periods of the game where we were sort of at our best, but then. That's not enough. And, you know, I spent so much of last season saying that we were having huge chunks of the game, but there was 10 and 15 minute spells where we just wasn't at the races last season. And this year it's the complete opposite. It's like we're having 10 minute spells or 15 minute spells mm-hmm. where we're in the ascendancy. But then for the next 60, 70 minutes or however it works out, we're just not in the game yeah, at all. And that's that's the frustrating thing. We've like we've done role reversal. Is that down to formation? Have we been found out? Are we lacking the, the people in the right positions to you know to utilize that game plan? I, I don't know. It's questions for Robbins to, to answer and for us to ask
1: basically. Yeah, I I agree completely agree. But the one thing that stayed consistent is that we still you know shoot ourselves in the foot you know defensively. Like last year, we like you say we dominate teams. And then for that little lull, when we wouldn't be at it, we'd end up doing some horrendous mistake. That they'd score. And, and the Preston goal was, again, how many times did we want to give the ball back to them? Dabo with a terrible header, header out to there. Oh, my God. Like, you know, it just, it, it was, again, we we, sort of, we defended the first one. Goes back out. We defend the second one. You think, okay, get it out. And we just yeah. kept giving them chance after chance. It was all then so desperate. Everyone was at <laughs> That's when you know defensively you're not quite in shape when everyone's sliding around trying to make these last ditch blocks. Um, desperation, isn't it? I, I thought. I thought. Yeah, desperation. I th- I genuinely think. I thought Bidwell did well. I think Ben Wilson, he he, he man of the match for me, which is also alarming. Yeah, two great you know, saves. Uh, when w- you've lost one at home just, and yeah. your, your goalkeeper's man of the match. Um, yeah, he did very well. Nothing he could do about the goal, but he made some great saves, kept us in it. Potentially very lucky to stay on the pitch initially in real time. At the time, I I was yeah worried. he's Gotta go, yeah, yeah.
2: But on you know hindsight's a wonderful thing, and looking back at the replays, the guy died. Done, yeah.
1: But I mean, so... that would have been imagine that though. Oh you yeah, that would
2: be you you know, probably to talk about the groans. Yeah, when we had eleven players,
1: oh. imagine if there was ten. Well, but then Simon oh, Moore, God. who's just been dropped, he'd then have to come back on. And oh, lo and behold, no. we'd have ended up losing the game. so yeah. you know, and then and then Ben Wilson's out for <laughs> out. Do you know what I mean? So. That was a big moment. Um, and it felt like oof, we got away with one there at the time. But we didn't capitalise. We didn't then, you know, we didn't capitalise on that little spell we had when Bidwell had that shot, which I thought, genuinely thought was like, didn't know how that didn't get in the far corner. Mm-hmm. And then that header where he sort of, you know, the keeper saved it. Doral had that strike from outside yeah. the box So there was a well, little... Forced th- a good save. That was the flurry. That was that 10-minute yeah. spell that you, you talked about. And you thought, okay, well, we finished the half, the better side. Can we now... Get in there, Robbins, Do one of his speeches. Calm everyone down, and then push on attacking the corner. Needed you in there, mate. just oh. a speech from you, mate. I'd have got them back. Music on and everything, but it was it was just didn't materialise. And the second half just felt very panicky and pedestrian. You know, there was never I never felt like we were going right. You know what? We're grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck now. You know, like Preston looked so ordinary to me. Just like, but they had 11 players who knew what they were doing. Yeah, they and had they knew a game their plan, positions.
2: and they knew it. Yeah, and, and they you know, went down to a tee. You can see how they celebrated at the end of the game.
1: Oh, infu- yeah. Like, just, yeah, infuriating. Like, and just so frustrating because they came and, like you say, they just put bodies in the line. They just, they held their positions. They, one thing that we always do is I feel like we give up so many, we we make a lot of the unforced errors. Yeah. Whereas teams like Preston, they don't. Like, we could have scored against them. We, we, we just probably deserve to get a goal. But also, if they do make an error... We don't capitalize on. No, we error. don't. Well, it's that is a d- d- yeah. The, teams don't many make it many errors against us. Not, uh, but if they do, we, we don't capitalize. So it's like a double edged sword, isn't it? Really, but it was a frustrating game. Robin's Certainly falling comments, on our swords, aren't we? At the moment, <laughs> I, the, the frustration. <laughs> we are. The, I thought the subs it, again. That was the frustration. The goal coming after. I thought Palmer looked good. I thought he came on and I thought he looked dangerous. Showed a bit of grit as well, getting in their face, and that's something yeah. that we we've we've well, lacked he's... a bit of fight, haven't we? He's a big yeah. fella. He's a strong fella as well. It's a big, big guy. He's got that energy though. Like he's got that sort of quick. He looks quite dangerous. But again, Tavares and that way too late in the game. Way way too late for that for that sort of injection of energy. 80, 89th minute for Fabio Tavares. Can I
2: just remind you, everybody, that Hull, um, Preston scored in the seventy third minute. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with that sub? What's the point? Yeah. He's got to be on. Give okay. Give the team five minutes after that goal goes in. Sort yourselves out. Okay, that doesn't come. Let's get Fabio on there. He's at least got twelve minutes then. At that point to get himself into the game and potentially you know change things. But to me, it
1: get everybody get your your done. Uh, bingo cards ready. I'm a bit done, mate, with the. This back, could be the third. Five. This could be f- the third of the season. Nice. I'm a bit done with it at the back five. We've uh, had
2: more duns from you than we've got points. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's, and that's not good. But I am, because I, against Sunderland, I thought Robbins was great because we went at back four quite early in the second half. You know, he made the change. It was like, and in pre-season, I'd seen it, we'd been working on this, what felt like a proper plan B, this four, two, three, one, whatever. But again, we go to a back four against Preston in like the 80-something minute, and it was so obvious that, you know, I d- again, didn't think Echoes had a great game. We, the outlet was wasn't there. I think Bidwell in the second half, Doyle played a really good ball over to him and he was in space in that left wing back slot and it, he couldn't beat the first man. But it just everything's so narrow with that uh formation. I, I felt like we needed to go to a back four earlier, put Vic on the left, get Tavares on the right like he did, you know, against Sunderland and get Palmer in that, that hole just to do something different because it, against Sunderland it worked. We were able. But I guess the frustration thing then comes in is that the one centre back you want in a back four isn't with us anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah, that is frustrating, and it's you know it's it's tough to see who would play in a back four really. You know, it's we we did a back four against Norwich and not uh, McFadden and, and Doyle were were very exposed in the centre of there. There was a, a real lack of communication really between the both of them. So yeah, it's it's. <sighs> It's strange to see how we we go into that back four and, and who do we you know utilize in what position. It's just just all a bit all a bit down, isn't it? <laughs> it it is. If you wasn't um, depressed before, you're going to be depressed after listening to this. This it's Dean and Ross. It's <laughs> <from the Sky> got <laughs> podcast. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
1: And then the next day was deadline day. So then the other thing was, I thought, okay, well, look, we have to. Replace him. that and I'd said it. I, I thought if we don't sign a centre back, we're we're in big trouble. We were just um, waiting
2: for the tweet, weren't we? Was it going to be a Chinese? Was it going to be an Indian that, or yeah. pizza that the media staff would, were were getting in? But instead, in instead we got a video from Tom Grennan, and, and a no activity for the Sky Blues. That conclu- the concludes the activity. Oh, so like, honestly, just, like I say, it, it really sapped
1: the energy that I had. Yeah, I agree. I was just thinking if we'd kept high and right, and I was thinking, I've thought about this loads since, and we'd kept the big three, you'd go, well, we've, we've preserved the status quo of the side. We've yeah. not lost any of them. We've brought in Palmer. So we have got an extra camp. So that's an improvement. The, the areas that actually, for me, I think this window hasn't been good. Now people were saying, I see it on Twitter, we've kept the big three and I agree. It's amazing. I, I'm delighted, but We've now, we haven't replaced Matson. We thought we did, but he's now gone back. So we literally haven't got Adaramola anymore. You know, no one asked Robbins about that. Uh, I've not seen him say anything about that post-Norwich.
2: Yeah, what are the journalists doing there, by the way? They've got to question every single thing that happens.
1: <laughs> and that's the frustrating thing. So then obviously Panzo and Doyle come in and you think, OK, well, that, that's good. We've got better depth because that's what Robbins was saying. He says we wanted more defensive depth options. So I thought, OK, Clark Salt has been... Adequately replaced by two 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 players, but Mattson hasn't. This so we've literally only got Bidwell now. Josh Reed is second choice left wing back, and then so we brought in Palmer. You go okay, cool. And if O'Hare was fit, then you'd be thinking okay, you, you'd probably You'd see the options, but high am going. To honestly, I just I I cannot. And
2: they know Liam Kelly's out for a long period, so yeah, he can- hasn't been he hasn't been replaced by
1: you know seemingly nobody. Well. I you said know to Hamer's,
2: you, disf- you know Hamer's disciplinary record.
1: I said to you, whether Hamer stays or goes, after the Stoke game, final day of last season, I was like, whether Hamer stays or goes, we need a midfielder regardless. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't do that. Um and yeah, so overall, I think the window, like of course, the big positive is that we've kept the big three players. And you'd like to think that you don't become a yeah. my heart says surely we can't go from being a team who on their day we could beat anyone last year and felt going into games, felt confident that we could surely uh, keeping literally everyone apart from maybe literally Mattson, uh Surely we can't go from being that good to then being literally, you know, hundred percent bob of the table. fodder. Yeah. But the, on the other hand, I sort of look at it and go, well, perhaps, you know, perhaps actually the plays that we've got, the big three, maybe aren't quite as good as, we all necessarily think compared to you know there's other good players in the championship as well. You know um maybe they're not going to hit as higher standard as last year. We then haven't got any left wing back options now, so we're actually we've actually got less depth. And then Haim going was just deflating because I have so much time for Haim and I, I just. <sighs> There's a lot lot of sentiment with him, you know, from League Two coming all the way up. And I, I genuinely thought he was like my next captain. Do you know what I mean? In my mind, I was like, I want him to be captain, leading the team out, you know, if, if after Kelly and Fads go, probably end of the season. And I genuinely thought he could be with us for seven, eight, nine seasons. I really did. Um, so that was a blow, a real blow uh, to, to see him go because Rose looks not confident. Does, at the does
2: not gather races, does he at all? And, and your point about the big three, I think most people would have said, you know, it would have been a successful window if we'd kept the big three, which we have. But that's the success would have been on the basis that we at least make some investment in the
1: team. We've made zero. Or you sell one and you spread it. And I've said this.
2: You know that that is you know that is a possibility. We had options to sell any one of the three at various points. Don't believe a word of Dave Body's what's come out of his mouth saying we received no offers. We received offers. There's no doubt about it for those players. Now, whether they didn't hit the valuation, I don't care about that. They're going to be near or near about the valuation. And therefore, if you take the 9.5 million that was offered for O'Hare, the 12 million that was offered for Vic, the 8.5 million that was offered for Hamer, if you take those, you can buy four or five really, really good players at championship level. Which bolsters the whole whole team. Now, for me, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Looking back now on this transfer window, we should have sold one of them. One of them, because it just then we can utilise that money across the whole of the squad by not accepting any of those offers. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, the club f- feels like they've got enough money to invest, with, regardless of of getting some funds in you know, in for one of those players. But that never materialised. Now, did that change because of the pitch situation, potentially? That's a baffling thing, isn't it? But you're not telling me that they've lost a million pound in revenue over three Saturdays. (laughs) Surely we don't make make that much money on a Saturday.
1: No, my my always thing is, surely, I I don't understand how, you know, I've seen people saying on the forums and that, how we're, absolutely desperate for the cash, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking about if we were that desperate for the cash, how are we in a position to look really robust and stubborn and say, no, we're not accepting these bids for oh We, you know, until you meet the valuation that would suggest that financially, you know, we, we don't have to sell. This is what we But we, were we told. went
2: to Blackbird and said, give us an offer for Highland. You've already bid once in the summer. And then we gone, said no, and, and, yeah. and said, no. And then we've gone to them and said, so what's changed? Oh, actually, Actually, we do need to sell, sell this player. What can you offer us? And they're going to go. Well, we're not going to give you the three point five million we offered in the summer. Yeah, we're going to give
1: you one point five. So what's and, you changed? Know, you what know, has changed? But that, that no one has answered. No one's answered that question. And that, that the update the club put out. They said we're not paying anything more other than the rent for the, the pitch improvements. So then it can't be to do with the pitch. It can only. It can only be. It you know tr- saying about I guess the three match day you know, revenues, whatever. But to me, it's, to me, that is such a short-sighted thing to do. Like, it, no one's come out and said, what changed? You know, when you've got the director of football of Blackburn or whatever, yeah, saying that categorically at the start of the summer, it was, their their approach was met with a clear, he's not for sale. Absolutely not. And yet. you love to hear that. I go, that's great. And we've done that throughout. And you sure go, an class. And you go, well, that suggests that we, yeah, we don't need to sell. So then why, th- four days before the deadline day, have we gone? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And, and I guess that's when you feel shortchanged as a fan when you've. And I understand, and I've seen Tynoscope and all these people, and I, you know, I pretty, you know, they get hammered, you know, from pillar to post. And they, I think they do a great job, and they come out and they try and clarify things. I understand that obviously, you know, costs are going up, but you know, the fans responded to Dave Body's. Plea, right yeah. about your season tickets. Robbins comes out and says, "Well, body day body told me that yeah, this is this is gonna be the hardest window." But that's not what we got told. You know, I, I genuinely think fans would appreciate just the honesty. Do you know what I mean? Rather than coming out in the Q and A at, at the Sky Tavern when I went, day body said, "Yeah, year on year the budgets going up, the budgets going up." So you are thinking, "Well, okay, well, cool." So that's either in wages, current contracts, or you know, potentially being able to get. Casey Palmer or whatever in, great. But if you if you're sending the manager one thing, do you know what I mean just just come out and tell the fans say look, we're going to try. we our aim is to keep the squad together. But you know it is difficult. We are at the you know, I think the fans appreciate the honesty rather than sort of like you say being led to believe or you know maybe assume wrongly that oh you know what we're going to keep this group together. We we've rejected big bids for the, the big three. And we're gonna we're gonna keep them all together and then potentially add one or two um but but the high-end thing just feels like so much progress steps forward and that's just one big step back again yeah it,
2: something definitely changed after that after the, f- the
1: first game was postponed something
2: definitely changed behind closed doors in regards to what funds were available where we were going to spend it call me a conspiracy theorist but it's just down to the ownership wanting really to save every single penny they've got on the potential of wasps going bust and them going for the stadium,
1: yeah, potentially. Uh, but I think it's a very risky game. I think oh, massively, stand, yeah. If you stand still in the championship, you, you find yourself in trouble. Look at Barnsley last year. I think, I think tr- the last time we did that, the last time we, you know, 2012 when it was like we went almost thinking that no, we'll be all right, sort of thing, and we, we didn't sign barely anyone apart from Joe Murphy. and Cody McDonald, and you try and keep some players and you think, yeah, oh, it will be enough. We, you know, even if we just scraped 21st that season, then, but it doesn't happen. You get found out. And our squad is way better than that squad when we, when we went down. I, it's I, also you know,
2: way better than, you know, six or seven squads in this division as well, currently, by the way. Yeah, but the problem is at the moment. Everything's going against us. And we, the, the off-the-field off, the off the stuff is definitely
1: creeping into on the field now. Oh, 100%. Listen, if, we'd, if we hadn't thrown away the 2-0 lead against Millwall, if we'd won that game, we'd be on four points. If we'd got a point against Hull, we'd be on five. And if we were going into the Preston game on five points, level with Birmingham with three games yeah. in hand, you, no one would be, it wouldn't be anywhere near as, as panicky. Because you'd be actually, if anything, it'd be the opposite. Because you'd be going, win today, we go above Birmingham, and we've got three games in hand. And you, so you actually think, actually, we can use this to really push on and look upwards, whereas at the moment we're looking upwards, but in a thing of, oh, God, this gap, seven points now to Cardiff, you know, and we've got the games in hand, but we, we're we not playing them for ages. You know, one of them's not until the new year. So, I mean, we need to start picking up points here and now. Um, and I think the performance levels need need to be better. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we've... we've yeah. We've not carried on where we left off. You know, that Stoke game was a really good performance to finish the season. Um, and I just don't think we've, we've clicked yet. So it's frustrating.
2: Without a doubt, the more games we would have played at this point would have given us a better chance to get results. And that exuberates then around the whole club and the sort of off the field shambles as it, as it would be. Doesn't feel as, as bad, really. That's just, that's the talking point. But because everything's happening at once, it all feels very, very doom and gloom. And it, it's sort of snowballing out of, out of control a little bit. And, you know, the fans are turning on each other on Twitter. It's just getting very argumentative and bitty. And it's just not a very nice place to, to be yeah. and to support them at the moment. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, we haven't become a bad team over the summer. You know, far from it. I think we've had some really good periods so far in these games to show that there is something about us, but we're just not showing it enough. Everything just feels negative for me. Yeah. And that's that I just don't like it at the moment. And we, and the foot, once we get the first win, that'll all change. And yeah, you know, we,
1: we need something to lift us, don't we? I mean, but I mean, I think the whole thing is everyone just feels quite deflated, right? I and mean, we, yeah, preseason is preseason, but we were unbeaten. There was a lot of optimism. We went, went to Sunderland, we were the team most likely to win it, you know, in the second half. And actually, you take the point and you go, you know what, great goal from Vic. You're thinking, happy days, then you think, okay, cool, rolling at home, let's get a win, in front of the crowd, four points, and then the season's off and running. Obviously, then the whole pitch debacle has just quashed so much people's excitement, and then as a result, we've not played, and then when we next play, you're even more desperate to get the win, because you think, well, we need to make up for the games that we've lost, uh, that we've lost you know, due to the pitch, but then we lose that next game from being tuned a look, and then suddenly you're like, oh, now, well, now we need to win again. And the problem is we've left ourselves in a position now where we do need to get like back-to-back wins or three wins on the spin. We never won three games on the spin last year. And that was yeah. with our team. Yeah, you know, we did back-to-back. Our best run was three wins out of four um, with a draw, you know, in the middle. So, you know, we, but that's what we need to do, you know. And it, regardless what we played, five games, one point from five, regardless of the games we've missed, one point from five isn't good enough. Um, and, you know, look, Norwich was always going to be a tough game. But the next three, we need to get points. We really do. Um, because otherwise, it would just fester. Imagine going through the inter- international break, winless. That's not. I mean, it's very likely
2: we're going to be in the bottom three or even bottom. You know, as we added to that international break, and nobody would have thought we'd be in that position. But that's that's a situation we're in. A, we're in a little bit of adversity. It's going to take a, a mighty effort to, to get us out of it. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We should talk about Norwich because I think there's some real big talking points from this game. Again, four changes. Dabo, Hamer, Palmer and Walker brought into the side. <laughs> Contentious, isn't it? That Especially that, that that forward line. No Godden, no Vic. Walker brought in for his first start of the season. Has only made a Couple of substitute appearances so far. I, c- I can I see in your face now that you're you're probably still annoyed about the that lineup, especially away from home. Um, you play your strongest team against one of the strongest opponents. Well, that's,
1: that's the thinking, right? I thought, you know, again, uh, the Preston lineup surprised me, but then I, mean, I hear Robbins' you know, quotes after, and you think, okay, well, that would then be reflected in the Norwich lineup because we had this big trip up to. Norfolk. So that's why we made four changes to midweek. So then you're thinking, well, all right, then we're going to have more of what is our strongest lineup against Norwich. And then that doesn't happen. And I, you know, like I feel sorry for Walker, you know, because he gets put in the graveyard shift time and time and time again. Like I do feel for him, to be fair. It reminds me this lineup of that really bonkers lineup when we played Norwich, you know, in the, the COVID year. Yeah. and he was basically resting all the players because we had derby, and that was the game he was prioritising the, the the Tuesday after, and he we had like Bakayoko leading the line or something. This this lineup to did me. Did we sneak
2: a draw there?
1: Yeah, we did. Biamu came on and scored. Yeah. That was when Gibello, uh took the heaviest touch. I think it's still going now. <laughs> and, and and but. Fit like
2: uh, slides trying to catch up with it. Isn't still, it?
1: <laughs> um, but no, the lineup again. This is the problem. So you know, I wasn't that high hopes. And I see the lineup and I just, I, again, I'll try and be positive, but I just couldn't see anything other than this has just got a 3-0, three or four predictable defeat all over it, you know. But we'd all said it's it's such a hard thing
2: to do to so go to Norwich after playing so badly in the week. Well, not badly, but, you know, poor result. And go there and get something from that game. To do that, you got to play your strongest team. And unfortunately, Tyler Walker offering it on his own just doesn't.
1: Cut it for me. No, like I say, it's it's it's, just, it's a tough gig, and my, my always thing is with us, and this goes into last year. I don't think we are a team who ever win or grind a result out when w- w- playing like a streetwise sort of game plan of mm-hmm. we're going to be tight. Considering after 40 minutes, 14 minutes that isn't being tight, you know. It's, that's the sort of thing that Preston would do. They'd go they sh- everyone would know the roles and they'd, they'd time waste from the start. We don't do that. Yeah, we're way too nice. Yeah. The only way we were, in my mind, look, Robbins knows more than me, but the only way in my mind oh, I, I felt not so like, sure about that. <laughs> the only way I thought we might get results or have a chance was to, like, just go at them, like we did at Fulham. Fulham shit away ha- last year. Sh- either just, shit house it or play out of our skin. But, but like I say, I'm not sure we can shit house our way to it. I really don't. I, I think we have to play really well. And if we do, then we're capable of winning. Fulham away last year, it was an open game. They had chances, but we were I don't know, I think if we try and be safe and clever, it something comes unstuck. Yeah. There's a mistake. Fires, yeah. You know, and and then before then you go, Well, now what? where, where do we go from from here? Um I'm glad yeah, you brought that Can I just say something? I'm glad you brought
2: that full up on game into it. Because of that seventeen man squad that was there that day, only two of those players are not with the squad anymore, Matson and Hyam. So, like,
0: yeah. We haven't become
2: a bad team. People are calling us a bad team. You know, we were raving at how good we were against Fulham last year. And that's the way and the standards that we should set. And we just haven't hit those standards as of yet. And that might be due to the lack of games and, you know, confidence. That's yeah, be all and end all of it.
1: I was just thinking, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, the personnel, you know, from that, you know, like I say, that team isn't, it isn't, you know, like there's seven different players and stuff. It's, you know, the, the nucleus is there. And that's why we were all like buzzing that we've, you know, kept ho- hell you know, kept hold of the, the big three. um. But like you say, it is the lack of games, but we, we can't keep spinning that excuse. Do you know what I mean, I'm done. I'm, I am done with hearing about, well, we're trying to fight. We need to get up to speed. Well, yeah, we, we need to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, you know, because <laughs> when, when, if we, I remember last year we played, if we ever play someone who's had more rest than us, Robbins is quick to point out that we're not an, an extra, extra day, day rest. Yeah. We we we've had an extra week. You'd you think we'd be like, well, you know, these six. other games. You, you, you'd think that we'd be like super sort of Bang sharp, fit, it. not tired in the slightest. Yeah. Because all those things are sort of, they sort of, great, great on me a little bit. But look, it was a, yeah, was pretty, as soon as I saw the lineup, you just, you had your, you danced, didn't you? Because, and obviously, individuals at the moment. The other thing that's costing us is players aren't performing to the standards that they set themselves last year. Hamer mistake, first um, goal.
2: Yeah, trying to turn inside the middle of the park as well. It reminded me of pressure. Hamer from
1: year one. You know, yeah. like behind. You know, when we were what well, like when losing. he was
2: like seven years old or
1: <laughs> <laughs> year yeah. one with us. <laughs> um, yeah, year one with us. You know, when we like we were losing to like Brentford and stuff and being really passive and almost just easy, easy to beat yeah. or easy to score against. I don't think teams at the moment. I having to work hard to score against us. Um, and that needs to change. No clean sheet uh, yet this season. I, I just don't know what we do. I don't know what the answer is. is it's that, not looking
2: that, good, fam, is it? It's not looking good.
1: All these no. things are adding up. What's the answer? Like, what, what, what is the... I feel like... Do you know what the word that someone said to me and I thought it was bang on? Like you said, we've not become a bad team. But I just think everything feels quite stale. Everything yeah. feels like everything's just a bit flat and we need something to ignite that, and that energy, up that bit. spark. Now, maybe that's Callum O'Hare, but again, he's still going to be out for a while. We need something. That, maybe
2: it's a formation change. Maybe it's bringing someone up from the under-23s, you know, a, a, a Rus, for example. Something that's
1: a little bit different. I, I would look back at, you know, since Robbins came back and whenever we were in a similar position to this in terms of... The results are sort of not quite there. Something's changed, and it was in the League One winning season. It was when we changed to the formation. We went from four three three. Yeah, we went to a back five because the the four three three was becoming stale. It wasn't working, so we changed it. And we didn't never look back. I I sort of just wonder, yeah, whether we do need to just go back to basics a bit. I think we we try and score the perfect goal, but when we're not, and we're just. I don't know. Just too easy to, to play ma- against. It makes sense about the formation change because we
2: know Bidwell isn't a left wing back, and to be to be fair, Dabo has not found his feet at right wing back in this championship over no. the last two years. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's been you know the League One Dabo, especially that second half of the season that we that we saw in in that in that year. So maybe there is a call that our best. Our best way of doing it is playing with four at the back and having an extra man in midfield. You know, it certainly feels that way to maybe get a bit, bit more control that we that we kind of need, especially without O'Hare, if he's yeah. integral to playing with the wing backs because he's the one that invites the pressure and get lets everyone else get forward up the pitch. So you know, maybe that is the spark that's needed. Um, but yeah, Mark Robbins made comments yesterday saying that if we played four at the back, we would have been passed from pillar to post. I don't think that is the case at all. You just stay solid. You don't you just tell your wingman not to move. Let's have control in the middle of the park, and we'll go from there. It's it's not rocket science. I I sometimes think he contradicts himself with with the things he says, and I think yesterday was prime example of of that.
1: The the, 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 the whole subs then selection thing to me is just one. Thing. It just doesn't add up. Like I agree that I feel like things are being said, and I'm like, there's no way. There's in my mind. No way. And I know he's not played well this season, but if you're playing one up top, we've only got one striker who should be playing up top and Jokoros should be leading the line. You know, that's his thing. Strong, powerful. Yeah. Getting
2: the ball, out, taking the ball out wide, bringing players yeah. out there, and leaving gaps for everyone else to get into.
1: But I mean, like Palmer, you know, by the sounds of it was... was, was it yeah. Palmer,
2: that decision to take him over half time yesterday was absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous. I'm not talking about the, the rapper here. <laughs> it was just an absolute dog decision to take him off the pitch. He was the only one I thought had a little bit of control and it was showing a bit, you know, him and Walker, they did link up and they were showing signs of, you know, things were going to happen and Walker had that, you know, pop shot early in that, uh, sorry, early after conceding, which, you know, on another day goes sails into the top corner. So it's, I just don't get some of the thinking behind things. Now, does he think Palmer's not going to last a whole 90 minutes? Okay, maybe not. Fair enough. But to take him off a half-time,
1: odd, odd decision. But, but this is what I mean. So, it, I just come back to it. On one hand, it's about we're wanting to get momentum. So, then he's dropped from midweek. He so didn't start. So, he comes on. Then he starts and he plays half either we either players need to be playing right because we're we're behind so surely you want the same team finding a rhythm playing pretty much every game so like so it's just throwing thing. shit at the
2: wall and just hoping something will stick eventually
1: and that's why i feel like at the moment that's what's the alarming thing to me is it feels like
2: we don't know what we're doing
1: but yeah like these last two selections it feels like yeah we don't really know
0: how to approach you or how it's going to do it. yeah. work yeah. so we're
1: sort of just hoping that we 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 stumble across a Something. you know formula that just goes oh my god it clicks and that and then suddenly that solves all our problems um and that's concerning because surely you're thinking well you know and like you know Robinson daft you know he, he you know 99% of the time he comes out and literally it will say exactly what we've seen and i go well yeah but I, some of the stuff I don't know, just the vibe. Recently, the vibe, yeah. the vibe, the vibe seems off. It, off, and and I don't know, I mean...
2: Is that because it's the first bit of adversity that we've had under Robbins, really, since he returned back to the club?
1: Probably, yeah. It's the first time we've stepped backwards, isn't that it? That
2: sort of prolonged adversity, I I, yeah. I would say. like it's, Everything seems to be going against
1: us over the last two months. Yeah, 100%. And the off-field stuff doesn't help. And you remember that year we got promoted from League 2 back to League 1, and we started, actually, that League 1 campaign. Pretty poor, or, do you know what yeah, I mean? league, rubbish.
2: And the, so the League Two campaign pretty poorly as well. Yeah. if I remember there, was, there league, was people on the pitch.
1: Yeah, and then that League One one, we we were playing really poorly, and then and then suddenly, it just clicked. We won five games in a row, and we went all the way up. That's what like put us then just outside that playoff picture for the, the rest of the season. Now, I agree, like. It was nice on Wednesday actually being back seeing it live. I feel like when you see things happen, you can sort of understand yeah. why it happened. Bit more, yeah. I think sometimes when you're just following it on Twitter and uh, it does my head. It's, it's a
2: bit clouded, clouded just when you're because there. Because
1: you only see that one angle, right? That's, yeah. So when you're there live, you can go, well, you know what, actually, yeah, this happened. Preston are not a better team than us. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we, if we, we're feeling a bit sorry for ourselves. That's what I think. I think the players look like they're feeling sorry for themselves. We're all a bit Looking very tired and a bit sort of sad and down, but that needs to stop. You know, I mean, Robin's saying the fans need to, you know, cut out the say the frustrations. Well, yeah, okay, fine, but the players need to <laughs> cut out the sort of oh, the, the sort of like morose. If it was very morose, the club at the moment, and we need something just to spark to score a goal. That is a big word for you morose. Yes, yeah, good one. Not morosey. <laughs> he was there though, he was at the uh, near me at the Preston game. Him, Tom Bayliss, and John Shipley were all near me, watching Coventry-Preston.
2: Well, in the North stand? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Um, Undercover?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or they
2: part of your guests.
1: No, no. Or maybe were...
2: the, or maybe their box had been closed down like everyone else's box Chris as well.
1: <laughs> Probably. but. Uh... By the way, can we
2: just talk about that? That is an absolute shambles yeah, yeah. behind the box situation. How can you tell people a week before the game, oh, sorry, this box you paid absolutely out your arsehole for is not available for this game? Uh, and you're gonna have to sort yourselves
1: out. Especially when the club said, "Yeah, we we were made aware of this on you know, ages ago." Yeah. <laughs> <Something>. <laughs>
2: so it's it's the whole sort of oh yeah, if you if you want to go, you have to go and get yourself a ticket. We'll uh, we'll refund you pro rata. Like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah.
2: It all you have to do there is say, if you want tickets, please call. Blah blah. The tickets will be arranged for you. Uh, and as gesture of goodwill, here's a free drink for the game. Instead they've just yeah. gone, you know what, you know, sort ourselves out. We don't care, really. We'll get we'll get you a refund when we can. Surprising they didn't say you had to get down to the, the CBS within a two hour period for a refund like they did <laughs> with the with the tickets. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shambles. Yeah,
1: it and mad, I feel, it
2: feel this is what I mean. Everything seems to be just going wrong. wrong. Everything. Like that is day to day running a business, looking after clients looking after your customers the basic thing you could do is try and help them out yeah. especially when they're spending the amount of money they are on those boxes it's a disgrace an absolute disgrace yeah no, yeah I agree like I, I just don't get it like and I laugh about it really but I'm I'm laughing in pain because of how <laughs> stupid the whole situation is everything just feels shambolic the way everything the whole situation has been handled with the pitch the boxes you know people moaning about the kits the the new shop has got hardly any stock in no one knows if there's going to be any more stock of the keeper away kit oh it's the the transfer window finances oh it, ross although, I'm just, it, although i just you know what i'm
1: done mate you're done i am thank done. you for listening to scald extra um, that's it the, I thought the pitch looked remarkably good. But, yeah, talk about the pitch in a
2: second. Can I just add something here? They had the audacity to add in a bit about the new stadium as well. If you believe there's a new stadium happening, ladies and gentlemen, or I've got some magic beans to sell you at a low-cost price, that is, a, that is just taking the absolute piss out of every fan by chucking a little bit of blurb about that in that in that update. Honestly, it's a shambles from top to bottom at the moment. And I just don't know when will it end? When will it end, Robbie? Where will it
1: end? I agree. But I, I, I sort of, you know, I, I listen to all that and I sort of think, but, but like why? Like why has it gone from, How's it gone from everything feeling like a real well-oiled machine, you know, to great PR, the club being incredibly understanding, all these things, you know, going above and beyond it felt, with, with you know, with different things. um, And I sort of thought, wow, you know what? Actually, the club are really putting time and effort in, into, yeah, the kits, everything. And yeah, and then that's why that's been a huge reason for the success. And then I sort of go, and I thought about this after the Preston game, maybe this pitch thing's just a sideshow. Like maybe this happening at this time has, has sort of, like maybe that sort of papering over, do you know what I mean these other fundamental issues do you know what i mean like to me i can't I can't see why everything the whole <laughs> the whole op- football operations of the club would just fall apart because the Commonwealth games had picked you know what i mean the the pitch the football side I get it that's been affected, but why their communication and why all that falls apart as well because of the pitch thing i I don't know, so it just feels like. I, I don't know, and, and and this is the problem. We we feel very we feel in a rut, and I don't know how I don't know how we get out of it. Um, I really don't. <laughs> like Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's frustrating, right? Should we um, I want to start to kind of wrap this up because I've, yeah. I feel like we're just ranting, and hopefully our fortunes will change when we're on the pod next Sunday. But let's talk about West Brom. On Saturday, currently lying in 16th position, West Brom just a one win so far from their eight games. They're on a three-game draw streak, uh, having drew six of their games this season, and only scored 12 goals. What's what's your thoughts headed this game, Ross? We've obviously we've talked about the potential squad, the formation, but things have to change, don't they, for us to to get a result against you know what's probably a very very good on paper westbourne's side
1: yeah i think on paper there i said this to you in our season preview pod when we're at the tavern their biggest issue is their manager it, you know if they if they got rid of him that they're, they're paid you know john swift and jed wallace in the same team they've, they've got a great route. they've got threats all around us on that thomas asante from salford really like him i think he's a good young player um it's going to be a tough game. We don't have a great record against West Brom. When I think of no. us playing West Brom at home, I just think of Mr. getting sent off, losing four or five nil every game. Um, last year we lost as well. A couple of fives for West but, Brom in those games as well. But you know, it's West Midlands Derby. I think could, this is the sort of game which, if we ground out a win, if we got a one nil win or a two one win and we got the three points, that could be a kickstarter. It's a catalyst, I it, find. Yeah, because yeah, then you go, you know what? L- Bring it on, Luton and Birmingham, and then if you could get another three points from those two, then suddenly you go into an international break in a Things completely different mindset. Yeah, and and you go, okay, cool, we're still bottom, but you know what? We're only two points or three points off Cardiff, whatever it might be, or whoever's there, and we've got these three games still. Let's go, come on, and and we we've got that winning feeling. I think that's the thing at the moment. We we <laughs> listen. I don't care if it comes off Fad's ass and, and goes in. We're on. We're at that point where. I want us to be defensively solid. I think if we keep a clean sheet, I think we can win the game because I do. I know we didn't score against Preston or, or Norwich, but we should have. Don't know why that was disallowed. But um, if we keep a clean sheet, I back us to score. I do think we're ca- capable. That's not our problem. With scoring, like I, I think we'll score a lot more goals than quite a lot of other you know poor teams in the league. It's can we keep them out? And so far, we, we obviously, we've, the answer is no. Um, so, it's going to be a tough game, mate. I just want us to start on the front foot, you know, give the fans a reason to suddenly get, you know, supportive. Um, what, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. It feels like this is the game where we just need to shit ass our way to a scrappy win, 1-0, 2-1, whatever it takes, bodies on the line kind of situation you know but you know it's just it's just one of those games and it could be the type of game where it might open it up to be that way because you know West Brom aren't in the greatest of form um, they're not really playing the way they should be their fans are getting on their backs they've lost a couple of games this season where you know they've looked uh, sorry they've, they've drew a couple of games this season where they should have really won and the fans are behind, getting on their backs because they should have won. So maybe this is the opportunity for us to to do it. And my God, we, we bloody well need need it. And then the, you know we do. Let's say we do win, and Huddersfield have have lost, then we're you know we're above them. I think because we're on the bottom of the table, things are different if we're off that that point. It's just yeah. it's not a nice place to be. Actually, rock bottom, being in a relegation zone. I don't think that makes a much difference but being bottom i think it's just negative connotations of of that position and i think if we get once we get ourselves off that position we'll be fine like i have no qualms about what's going to happen over this year i don't like for me talk of relegation stupidly premature it's 41 games to go we're way for me i think we're way too we've got way too good of quality to go down but you have to show that quality and at the moment we're not showing that and if we can start doing that on saturday ah uh, you know that's it's just a catalyst to move on from that point yeah. and i think that's the perfect game to do so
1: yeah and obviously for all the fans who go to the game we're having a, another fans forum at the uh, sky blue tavern afterwards which the first one was a, a great success i thought uh you know, So, you know, any fans who want to be able to engage in a friendly, respectful sort of debate, discussion about the good, the bad, the ugly from the game, the lack of subs, whatever it might be, then, you know, get yourselves down to the uh, Skyby Tavern. it will be about, I think, six, half six. There'll be a promotion leading up to it um, with, obviously, the Skyby Fans TV as well um, for everyone to get a curry, get a beer. But a
2: perfect place for a Saturday night it's, curry it's, as well.
1: Yeah, and, and I think everyone who came, no matter what your opinion is, it's 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 a space where you know everyone's respected and everyone can have their view. You and can feel
2: heard. Yeah, you can
1: feel heard. Whatever you want to say, there's like it, it, the first one went down so well. Um, it was great to see people who want to, even if you just want to come and listen. And then if you feel compelled that you want to say something, then you can. You, you know I mean, everyone's everyone's uh, welcome, and you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be nice. <laughs> To do it after a win um so yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed indeed right many thanks for
2: listening everybody this week even if it was a bit of a depressing one but hopefully we managed to bring some different points of view to so the forefront big thanks as we just mentioned to the skybury tavern for their support and don't forget the forum on saturday and there is a feast of european football this week as well so get yourself down there for a curry and a pint we'll be back next week and in the meantime if you want to get yourselves involved with the pod just use the hashtag
0: sbe podcast thanks for listening to the sky blues extra podcast away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.